they are their own brand and they are selling themselves also. They're attached to the business that they work at. So if they're not really pushing and doing the social media to get the attention back in, in the current landscape of the world that we right. live in, yeah. then like it hurts them a little bit because they're not actually getting their reach out as far as they could be or pulling in as much business as maybe they could be as well. It's definitely true. Yeah, there's a so much business out in like the content world and through Instagram and social media. The amount of DMs I get when just people say, oh, I was at this party, you were DJing it. Or I bet you got a lot of stuff. Hey, like I found out through Smokehouse through a friend or someone's Instagram. That's For like sure. how it is. But some people just don't want to get on that wave. I think it's going to hurt them a lot if they don't. In our current landscape. And, and currently how it's going, right. So waiting on fries. That you don't get it? You don't. What do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries. But All this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed and then you're it's like, ready to go. I forgot to fire the fries. <laughs> I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in. And I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's going to be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> they just know that their food's not there in the service, that they're still waiting on fries. I guess we're just waiting on fries. <laughs> not only because we're fans of Sloop Brewing Co., but also because they've sponsored this show. Sloop Brewing Company operates out of Fishkill, New York, and are brewers of the one and only Juice Bomb, a Northeastern IPA, and other world-class ales and lagers. Visit their Instagram at Sloop Brewing Co., or find their website at sloopbrewing.com in the show notes. Speaking of Sloop, Sloop Brewing Company, just booked the official U.S. Open Sloop Tea Off Party. Well, that's cool. For the uh, U.S. Open in June. What's that mean? It's be Thursday on uh, the 18th, on the first day of the Open. Oh, uh, yeah, we talked about this already. Yeah, because the U.S. Open is in town. Uh, so they're expecting between, a a, people. between 100,000 and 200,000 people per day in Mamaronek. Shut the. I, I don't even know door. really how to prepare for that. I'm trying to wrap my brain around the fact that that many people are going to be in town. That's is insane. That really gonna so, be a thing? Yeah, because the U.S. Open is at Wingfoot, yeah, which is half a mile down the street from the bar. Or you're gonna blow up. And the the attendance of the U.S. Open is between 100 and 200 thousand people a day. It you gets like higher, you know, as up. they. And then Sunday's Father's Day, so that weekend's gonna be nuts. Like, I don't even. That many people. You can't even. <laughs> yeah, I can't even. That many people inside of a small demographic. Yeah. Like. They, that's like that's that is your demographic, yeah, especially on Father's Day weekend. A hundred percent. It's like barbecue and golf. Let's go. They took the whole field down by the harbor, mm. closed it off. That's going to be just parking, and they're running a shuttle up and down the Ave from the harbor to Wingfoot with all these people. So you're going to pass right by the store. You know, it's going to be nuts. So we started we started planning for that. It's going to be one of the highlight weekends of the summer. That's pretty cool. I'm saddened I won't be around. Big deal. Where are you going to be? Um, I will be in Nebraska cheering on one of Gloria's cousins as she swims to compete in the Olympics. Nice. True. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome stuff. So when is this U.S. Open? It's it's Father's Day weekend. The 8th, What's Father's Day? June 18th to the 21st. The okay. 21st is the Father's Day. It's like right into the heart of busy season. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's one of the nuggets we have to start preparing for now with <laughs> our downtime. Yep. I mean, there's been a lot of downtime. I got my ass handed to me uh, the other night at work, actually. We were ill-prepared for such. Um, in fact, they called the other bartender off because it's been so slow the last couple of weeks that we didn't really need to have two bartenders or so we thought. Or so you thought. Until I ran out of glassware and I was like, where the hell's the bar back to help me out over here while I'm trying to keep my head above water? You called the bartender, other bartender and the bar back off? Well, the, the <laughs> bar back was like very on. Poor the bar back was on, but he was acting like he was off. Okay. That's a whole nother problem. Yeah, that, that was, that was a that's whole nother definitely problem. definitely a different problem. But... It, but I, I definitely know that feeling of uh, getting caught off guard. That happened to us a couple of weeks ago. It was uh, seemingly normal Tuesday night, but it just ended up being busier than we thought it would be, and certain people were left uh, running out of things, which is kind of a big no-no. It's unfortunate when that happens, but sadly it does happen sometimes. Running the, out of things just purely because higher business and you ran yeah, out? Yeah, just or? unexpected extra business, and so the pars weren't set the way they should have been and prep wasn't done, that sort of thing. So there's a part, you have a par list when you go into work that says, hey, you have to have this much XX, whatever it is prepped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you would. And then it's your responsibility point, to make sure that you have all the stuff checked off on your list by the time service starts. Okay. So you ran out. Of, you did your par levels and you ran out of things. Yeah. Well, that means it was more busy than so you ran, anticipated. It's like running exactly. a Tuesday, but then you get a Thursday. 
Exactly. Okay. Unex- like unexpectedly. So, I mean, yeah. It's the pitfalls of the down season. Exactly. It's just being lulled into comfort by the down season and not thinking that this Tuesday is going to explode. And then it does. And you're just like. I like that. Lulled into comfort. It's like a false sense of, exactly. eh, it's going to be slow again. There's a lot of that mentality you see with the staff when they come in and it's slow season and it's yeah. Tuesday. They're just like. Just coming in, oh, I got my coffee, I'm going to get something to eat, I'm going to hang out in the back, I'm exactly. not going to You're just like in. on autopilot until yeah. something shocks yeah. you out of it. And, and then you slack and you don't do your stuff and you don't get your stations ready and you don't have your par levels ready. And then, bam, you get hit in the face yep. and stuff runs out and then Justin's mad at you. <laughs> I, Nobody wants Justin mad at you. I, you, you you're completely right. I, I mean, I was in that false sense of security the other night when I went in, and I was expecting that I was going to be done super early. The back bar shut down. And then you showed up here talking about how much your feet hurt. And I, say. yeah, I was like, I'm actually sore today from, like, weird walking around that I wasn't mentally prepared. Is that even a thing? Can no. you be sore from not being no. mentally prepared? Not if you work in the restaurant No, you industry. definitely can. Like, I need to prepare myself, whether I'm doing an expo or if I'm running the bar, if I'm managing the floor, if I'm being I mean, host. mentally, but, like, physically. Like, I got to put my right shirt on and get myself ready. So, if, I, if I'm if i coming in thinking <laughs> I'm going to run the floor tonight and then all of a sudden I got to do expo, I'm going to be exhausted by the end of the night because I didn't get ready for expo. But right? we're talking about getting ready mentally. Yeah, but you're well, other, than, other than changing your shirt physically, what do you do differently? Yeah, men- you have to have my yes, mentality. Mentally, mentally, yeah. You know, expo mentality versus floor. Like on the floor, you have to go and talk to people. It's a little more yeah, yeah. finesse in the expo. You gotta bang, it bang shit out, you know. So yeah. it's all I can get my mindset ready for the night. And if I'm not ready, I switch. It's that extra power I gotta use. To do you like listen mindsets. to a different like uh, hype song depending on what position you're working? <laughs> no, I should probably do that. You should though. yeah, like Eye of the Tiger for the expo <laughs> line. I mean, you probably want something a little bit more high energy than Eye of the Tiger. Oh, what would that be? I don't know. I don't. I don't have a dedicated hype song. You have a hype song? I got a couple. I got a couple. The, the hype thing is important. That's what I it try is. To, you have to get yeah. like focused and ready to go. I try you to get the to. staff to stay hyped up, like through the dead season. You know, and we do different things and come in, and I just keep running. Like I'll book uh, as many parties as I can. Like we did Fat Tuesday, Tuesday night. How was that? You know, it was awesome. Yeah. We had a pack night. It was like Friday. We had, <laughs> it's always nice when a Tuesday we, is like a Friday. Yeah, we had as music. We did a people love tacos. So bottomless tacos is yeah. gonna bring whoever in. Bitches love tacos. And then I booked another, like, a happy hour party last night with a bunch of guys. Wanted to throw, you know, a friend of theirs that got engaged. They wanted to throw a party. Said, you know what? Wednesday's a perfect day. So I can get a Friday and a Thursday. And now we're Thursday, you know. Instead of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I get Monday, Friday, Friday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know? Yeah. I see what you're saying. Do you follow the way I just put that down? You you briefly made a valid point about music getting people hyped, though. And... Today, guess what we're actually doing? Holy though. shit, that was so relevant. Wow. It was, it was, and he breezed over it like yeah. it was nothing. It was such a fantastic transition there. We You're welcome. It. You were like uh, setting a spike for it. We were playing volleyball. <laughs> you put the spike right up there, right and I there just, for it. I went and got water. We're actually talking to a DJ today. Yeah. We're talking to DJ Ryan Vandal, uh, who's going to give us a lot of insight here about what the relation is of music into certain types of business models like bars and late night crowds and keeping people drinking and moving. And, you know, he's also a master of branding, I think we could say as well. So we'll talk about all those things in a little bit too, but, you know, touching on these, these slow points and what was that phrase that you just used Nooms? Lulled into a sense of uh, comfort. He said that right off the tip of his tongue, like he was practicing that one all night too. Uh, so with that, Maybe I was. with that said, Maybe I was. you know, there's a lot of, you see it as you go into a, a place, there's a lot of standing around, maybe playing on a phone where it's like almost you would think it's acceptable, which it's it's not by any means. It's definitely not. I don't know where you're coming from. But no, oh, definitely that. not. But I'm saying places that we walk into here, mm. we see this often where people just aren't really doing things in all this downtime. But at the end of the day, they're, we're, not, they're not moving without the ball. What was that? They're not moving without the ball. Explain that. So to break it down for all the... Uh, NARPS stands for non-athletic regular people. Oh, I'm the 33.33% in this room. Yeah, the NARPS. So for the NARPS in the room, it's a basketball reference. And you know, if you watch basketball, a point guard brings the ball down and everybody else on the team moves around, creates... Wait, wait, hold on. Jay, a team is a group of people group who play people a sport play together? A sport against another team. Yeah. Oh, okay. And collectively, they're trying to score more points. Than the you other look confused. Gotcha. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. So, so the point guard... 
he's the one carrying the ball, so that's where all the action is. Uh-huh. And it would be very easy for the other four players, because there's five on a team, Jay. <laughs> it's very easy for the other four players, four players to just stand there and not doing anything. But then that would leave the point guard as the only person doing something, and it wouldn't create a successful outcome. Gotcha. So the other guys have to move around without the ball in preparation for receiving the ball and to move the team forward. Okay. So I, I use that analogy with the same with the staff. When it's not busy, everybody gets lulled into comfort, and they exactly. just hang around waiting for a business to happen. But you can't just of, wait. you got to be yeah, ready for if it. If you don't have a table or you don't have a guest, you got to look around and see what you got to do to get ready. So when the guest comes to you, you, you can dunk it. There's that famous phrase, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. No, oh, I hate that phrase. But, well, yes, I mean, you are very correct. It's true. Yeah, I, it is very true. So, I mean, the things that I tend to see or the things that, you know, we slack on as far as being maybe behind the bar that could be more proactively uh, attended to, the poor spouts is, like, the number one thing that is disgusting consistently and – that's the one thing that as our busy season and warmer weather approaches is going to aid in breeding these fruit flies yeah, and giving them a place to hang out. But if, that's like every day, dude. Like, but I feel is, like if, if we're it's talking such about a, dull season. Yeah. And also if those poor spouts are such a problem, why not just eliminate poor spouts altogether? Yeah. Well, because Bye-bye. many environments need speed to make money. And if so you're saying you can't spore poor speedily without a poor spout. Correct. You Why can, can't you just get better? I get it. I get it. But because you use your downtime every day, even j- throughout the summer, to clean your speed speed pores. Using a jigger slows you down, but it gives you a better result as far as how much you're actually pouring. But many places will say, hey, we're doing so much business that we can't just sit here and jigger everything out. You need to be better at your speed pouring and making sure that you're pouring the correct amount of ounces into a drink. Um, I know that a lot of times things like whiskey that are a little bit more expensive or scotches, then they're not getting a speed pour, but they're tending to be sticky. Are you sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, to- I'm talking to you. Are you sleeping? This is ridiculous. I think he might've been nodding off a little bit. A little bit. You know, bit. tell, tell Ryan, tell Ryan Vandal, I'll be in the car waiting for him to get here. Okay. <laughs> that's right, fine. That's we'll we'll do the rest of the we show. We can just carry on without yeah. you. Like we were going to before when you were trying to figure out how to plug in the headphones. Gotcha. Heard. <laughs> we were uh, unprepared for the show. Apparently. Yeah, but I'm sure there's things that you see nooms too, though, in the back end of the house that could use tending to, no? Yeah, I mean, there's always the ability to maintain your walk-in or maintain your, like, storage area, your pantry space, just keep sure, keeping sure that everything is, like, neat and organized and consolidated properly so it doesn't build up to the point where things are so out of place that you can't find anything when you need it. This is riveting conversation right now. You're talking about clean speed pours. You're talking about organizing the walk-ins. How does the staff going to get hyped up for, like, the busy season when it comes to we're just spending ourselves falling asleep? I don't know, man. Have you ever walked into a really clean and nicely organized walk-in? Yeah, but it doesn't make me like, yes, yes, I'm going to. Makes me get that way. Yeah. All right, maybe you're right. (laughs) I'm, like, super excited. But talking about it, it's not So I'm going to send you a picture of what our walk-ins look like when they're proper and it's, it's exciting. What, what everyone doesn't know is that when Jess goes back to the restaurant, he's going to formulate this whole sheet of to-do work that was uh, branded right here in yeah. this room right now. Well, no, what I'm going to do is go write the State of the Union, and then that's a real thing. I don't know where you're laughing. Okay, go ahead. I don't mean the one for the country. I was about to say. <laughs> no, I mean the you State, got State of the of... Union of the, of the restaurant, and then do the whole schedule for the year, and that's what we're going to write out, and that's what I like to use the downtime for. Is getting ready for the business. To plan out so your entire we'll year. Have a, yeah, that we'll have sense. a big meeting where I have I call the State of the Union and we'll talk about the year that we just had and everything we plan to do for the year coming up and all the, you know, if we're going to change any procedures or we're going to do something cool or if we're going to open a new store or any of that kind of stuff, we'll address that in this big meeting. And then we'll also go through the calendar and say, hey, we got this event coming up. We got this event coming up. So today's, you know, February, March. Middle of March, we got St. Patty's Day, and then you guys get bit, better be ready because then we have this and this and this and this, and before you know it, we're you know we're on holiday break already. Are you doing uh, Burger Blast this year? We are, yeah. Awesome. Burger Blast is a it's a burger competition in uh, June, uh, hosted by Western's Magazine out yeah. at the Kensco Dam. And I'm pretty sure we're gonna do Brisket King again. I think we're gonna do Rib King. We're, what day, we're what day of the week up. is Brisket King? I forget. I have to check. Let me know. Do you do feel it. that taking part in these really helps the business out as far as exposure goes? Because there's people that are very anti taking part in anything that the towns or cities are doing. So, locally, I think it's good for exposure. You don't see any really direct 
Like, or you see minimal. I minimal, minimal, yeah. Maybe you get a couple. So if a thousand people come to Wingfest, for instance, right, yeah. and then and we won Wingfest both, both categories unanimously. <laughs> you can't see one. it. He's actually tapping right. himself on the back right yeah, now. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, but well we deserved. won. So let's say we served a thousand people at Wing at Wingfest. I was gonna say Wingfoot because that's the <laughs> next thing on my mind. Uh, we served a thousand people at Wingfest. Maybe. 10, 15 people came in and said, yeah. we had the wings at Wingfest. We had to choose. We had to come in, but it's it's good content. So when we put it on all our social stuff, people see it that way. We get the trophies to hang in the store. And, and there's also word of mouth that word, you can't yeah. really track. You know yeah, what I mean? Word of From mouth. people there, people like seeing it on the socials, that sort of thing. And it's a sales thing now. Maybe you didn't go to Wing Wingfest and come in directly because of that, but... You know we were there. Yeah, the staff knows yeah. we were there. We can say, oh, we made these wings for Wingfest. We competed in it. Even if you didn't win, you can say, we competed in this yeah. competition and whatever. And same thing for all the events. But if you win something like Brisket King, that's you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Or we were we were tossing around the idea of going to Windy City Smokeout this year. I don't know if that's going to work out, but that's, that, a, that's a big trip. Yeah. And that's cool. in Chicago. That's in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that could be cool and notoriety yeah. for a growing restaurant brand that's looking to expand maybe. And yeah. Put a couple but more stores up, right? I feel like that gets your staff excited if you spend the slow time talking about how busy you're about to be right. in like two weeks. Starts building the hype. You I, know? Call it, I call it buying time. Get them excited. We've still got more time but to I tell go. Them, everybody that needs to take some time off, take it off now. Because if you ask me <laughs> next month, I'm saying no, and that's a hard no. <laughs> I already put it out, the whole list of all the weekends you're not allowed to take yeah, off. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> so you say, too, in doing these events and showing up, uh, a lot of times there's costs associated to doing these events, too, no? Like physical costs of yeah. buying the product? To, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And not only that, but also costs to be part of the event because it helps pay for the event to happen as it yeah. is. It's, it's, um, but what you said a second ago though, was it creates uh, content, which is super important to have nonstop. Like there's guys out there that are recycling the same photo over and over again on their Instagram. And you're like, Hey, I've seen this photo now nine times that you've put it up in the last two months. Can you start taking more photos? You're in the restaurant every single day. Why, why is that not being done? But we did a video for burger blast. Was that last year or two years ago? That was a couple of years ago. It was a couple years ago, and that was great content. We mixed down a video that was about a minute long or a minute yeah. and a half yeah. long. and Made it on the homepage for the website. And it was a nice video. And that thing could get recycled a couple times a I know year, you guys can't see it right now, but Jay's patting himself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to give your – it gives your restaurant a little character if you're doing things outside of the restaurant. It leads to, like, a personality. Yeah. So when people come in, you see different content in different places, and you're not just locked into – the same thing every single day. True. Beer's here. Beer's here. Whoa, whoa. There go the sloops that you were talking about, <laughs> huh? Oh, man. This is going to be delicious. Thank you so much, Rye, for bringing through some sloop juice bombs. Of uh, course. Coincidentally enough, they sponsor the show. You've made a great, fantastic choice here. Beautiful yeah. choice. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I, I think this is cool, too, because, you know, how many conversations have we had now? We've talked coffee. We've had business owner restaurant talks. We've done uh, a couple of different chefs architectural now. talks. We've had chef talks. And someone's like, why the hell are they interviewing a DJ? What, what is this? Well, but, why? Because have you ever walked into a restaurant that isn't playing any music? No. Well, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we've got, we've got Ryan Vandal here today. Welcome. What's up? How's it going? This is a spectacle to have you here. And I think we're going to talk a lot about the various things that you're definitely an expert in. And one of that is DJing. One of those other things I think personally is branding, right? Like yeah. You started off branding yourself at the end of the day, which is how you formulated this whole thing. I did. And I think, you know, being a DJ or any business owner, you have to kind of do a lot of things when it comes to branding and marketing. You have to be your own machine. You know, until you're able to get five, six different people working on your on your brand or your business. So do you have a team that's helping out in all these various channels? I do, but it's still, it's still always a struggle because, you know, I always have to be on top of it, make sure everything's going well. Well, sh sure. And I mean, you've been doing it since you were a kid. Though. So I was 10. Yeah. 10. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. At 10, they were like, he's going to be a prodigy DJ, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I definitely remember seeing your um, wrapped van like years and years ago, like yeah. right after high school. I remember yeah. seeing that parked outside places. A lot of people honking. I was always <laughs> mad, and then I was like, oh, can I curse on here? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
Ask that. Now name. I'm just going to put a bleep on every single thing you said, <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> so yeah, people were just honking at me, and I was I got so annoyed, and then I said honk if you need a DJ. <laughs> I always just forgot that. But yeah, that was it was cool. That was that was a funny thing. So yeah. like uh, we'll we'll touch on it quickly though, and you had a love for music as a kid, I presume, and that essentially evolved into getting a pair of CDJs or maybe some Tech Twelve Hundreds, right? Yeah, I always had. I was like in the the theater, the arts, kind of, you know, singing and dancing and whatnot when I was young, and then it kind of just transpired into DJing. I took, like, turntable and my neighbor's records and just started scratching, because my parents would get pissed if I started scratching on their records. So, so you found the Hole and Oats album next door, was, and you were like, let me scratch she, on that. She had some weird shit. Yeah, it was, like, classical, <laughs> and I was, I mean, I made it work. I learned how to scratch from that. Guess, sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple different types of scratches at the end of the day. Not to go super deep into the the, the DJing side of things, but you got the crab down, right? Yeah. What's that sound make? Yeah. This is what I love about <laughs> DJs is they make these sounds nonstop. It's fantastic. So then what else you got? What other sounds you got? Uh, what's some of the other scratches? I know the crab one. That's the only one I remember. Oh. Oh, man, there's so many. Um I'm horrible with names. I can. I wish we had turntables. I can just kind of <laughs> show you. Do you and in the evolution of the way music has gone, I had a pair of twelve hundreds, right? And that's yep. the this that was the standard for so long. I still I, use them. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Uh, and then CDJs kind of came along, and people were like, "Well, I don't have to carry crates anymore, right?" They and had then, CDs too. There were CDs. Right? Yep. Yep. Totally. And then the Serato box popped out of nowhere. That was like the best thing and the worst thing, I think. Right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Because it made it so much more accessible to people to be able to just be a DJ now by getting this box and plugging it into a laptop. And, oh, I've got all this music. Now I figured out how to do it. Um, and then having things make, having a Serato box make things more accessible to people, did that start hurting the DJ as far as getting gigs? And um, I think in a way it kind of just, it's like everyone can be a DJ. So as far as like, there, this is just my opinion. I think talent has gone, there's been a big loss for talent in like the DJ world as a whole because anyone could pick up and get a gift for their Christmas or holiday and kind of say, hey, I'm going to be a DJ. So yeah, I think that, you know, people building a brand now is super, super important. I think there's a lot of less talent out there personally because of that. And I think that kind of makes sense. This is the same thing that happens with a lot of things. As soon as it becomes easily accessible for like the masses, everybody dips their hand into it, and then it just all becomes watered down. Same thing happened with um, photography. I used to consider myself a photographer. Now everybody has a yeah. freaking camera in their pocket, so everybody's a photographer. You know True. what I mean? And apps like Adobe Lightroom yeah. come come about or Photoshop that just make things so much easier for you to actually you need produce less, a like, nice photo. Knowledge and skill to do what used to be. Uh, hard task. Exactly. Yeah, you need a, yeah. You basically need to be everything, right? You need to market yeah. it. You need to brand it. Yeah. It's yeah. You need a whole kind of team. You need to be a one man team. Personally. And that's that's one with woman team. Every that's with every business though too. And and now you do own your own business, I do. and it is an entertainment company. That's correct. Uh, so doing that too, you have to have a team around you that's able to help get everything in order, whether it be the sales side, the marketing side, or the execution showing up on the scene to actually deliver what is needed for that event, right? Yeah, I think a lot goes into it. Just like, you know, you're not getting booked for four hours to do an event. You're getting, you're, the legwork is going to be months and months of preparation, and you need everybody, you know? The DJ isn't going to be doing the lights and the MC is not going to be whatever it might be taking photos, you know? So that's, it's definitely cool. It's cool. It's cool to have the diverse type of events and have a good team behind me that, you know, I can trust to do the, the really, really cool events. So it took me travel the whole world, basically well, not the whole world, but you know, well, a good a, part of it. There's been huge growth over the last 10 years, I, I think at least, right? Yeah. Um, in, in saying that too, you do a, handful of different type of things you definitely started off doing more bar work i think right showing up to whatever yeah. the local pubs are and throwing yeah. a friday night saturday night party to then yeah. now graduating somewhere doing some radio in between there a little shape 45 showing shape, up yep shape 45 some interns some help work some guest djing i was on desert storm mm -hmm. with clue for a while and uh, yeah i mean kind of just i was i was interning for enough Shouts to enough. I was a hot 97. That was cool. Did so I was just finding my lane. 
A list, yeah. Yep. You read my bio. He must be <laughs> I used to I used to sleep on that A list radio couch uh, oh, okay. for like four hours before going in to do the boards for the shows. So, um, but yeah, you know that journey. You start learning one thing, and it tumbleweeds into learning more. And That's as true. time goes on, you take those previous learnings and you apply them to new things, which is how you develop your own business at some point because you've already taken your burns previously down the road exactly where then you could say okay this is how we do this i need invoices for this i need to send these out appropriately or i have to follow up and get paid 100 percent. you find what you're doing right what you're doing wrong what you don't want to do um i didn't want to get on the radio side of things i um, just specifically but i know people that want to do that and they've been doing that extremely well so just kind of finding what i'm good at what i'm not good at and you know this is what i like to do for my career this is my career so i think finding the journey definitely helped me kind of figure out where i want to be all that. So it was cool. That's important too with ownership too, where you said finding what he's good at, what he's not good at. You have a partner just in right. Smokehouse <laughs> and I'm sure you're both not equally good at the same things. Like, no, nah, and when we started we had, same same like you just said, we had to figure it out. We were both doing both things all the time. We yeah. realized Mike is better in the back, I'm better in the front. We split that up. It and was a good decision making. It was a good decision. <laughs> so you figure out what you really want to do, you're yeah. much better at it. Right, how we each partner at value and you know, what right each of the strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. 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 I've had a couple of partners sometime and it doesn't work out. You know, stuff. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, you know. Yeah. Well, you've been you've been popping up everywhere cuz in the last couple of months I've been seeing on my story someone's at a party and then all of a sudden there, there you are. They're like filming the DJ, and really? they're like, look at this DJ, he's killing that's, it. And I'm like, oh, I know that guy. That's my, that's my boy right there. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, when we go, we go way back. I'm a huge, you know, burger beer person. So Smokehouse is the spot right there. So we touch. We were just talking about this a little bit earlier too, and that's content. Um, in finding, we were saying that we do these events. Sometimes they won't bring direct monetary value back to the company itself. But you're doing these events to get content at the end of the day because this is the world that we're living in now is that we just eat things up so quickly that we just need more, we need more, we need more. Yeah. So it's never ending. In you doing these events too, how important is it for you to be getting photos taken while you're doing this or running around with a photographer or videographer to cover the events that you're actually doing? So I, th I think content's huge. I think that you have to find your lane and exactly what you want to do. Um, we try, at least in my company, to do like you know the high end work, and mostly do that, and that's kind of all we try to do. But also, you have to do other jobs that may not be at, at the margin that you want. Um, I mean, I don't want to be the Walmart of weddings or mitzvahs or sweets of scenes. Also, that's not what I really want to brand it anyway. So, I think it's just there's definitely times to do it. You know, there's definitely time. We never, I always say, you're never too big to do something for free or to show love to people that you care about and. You know, if I'm free, I'm always going to do something to help out. So there's, when you get really busy, I guess that's different. You know, time. But if you have the time, I say, why not? Did that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't ask me any more fucking questions. <laughs> need the fucking horn or something. Sound effects. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, no, but, you know, the people listening to the show, too, are, they're guys that own businesses. Right restaurants or bars whatever it is or people that serve or bartend in this industry too and a lot of things that they don't realize is they are their own brand and they are selling themselves also they're attached to the business that they work at so if they're not really pushing and doing the social media to get the attention back in in the current landscape of the world that we right. live in yeah then like it hurts them a little bit because they're not actually getting their reach out as far as they could be or pulling in as much business as maybe they could be as well. It's definitely true. Yeah, there's a so much business out in like the content world and through Instagram and social media, the amount of DMs I get when just people say, oh, I was at this party, you were DJing it, or I bet you get a lot of stuff. Hey, like I found out through Smokehouse through a friend or someone's Instagram. That's For like sure. how it is. But some people just don't want to get on that wave. I think it's going to hurt them a lot if they don't. In our current landscape. And currently how it's going, right. Uh, totally. And and it's almost sad. I'm so anti like mm -hmm. web 3.0 world that we're in. But I also, I was going to say simultaneously, just hates when I say simultaneously. <laughs> but simultaneously, it's important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Uh, just does call me and he goes, where's my video? Where's my video? And I, 
I go, my hands are tied. I can't just sit on Final Cut and rip down a video real quick. Always, I try. I try. I think you make it harder than it seems. See, that's the thing. You, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know the struggle. I, Talk I, to I mean, a, actually, you're right because I just watched you with 30 minutes trying to plug in some headphones. <laughs> Jay has struggles. He has problems. Can you talk to Ryan? He's got a whole team around him just so he can get this thing done. Okay. Do you have like a uh, set schedule to when you update your social medias? Is there like a certain number of posts you try to hit? Yeah, week? so I'm so bad. Like recently, I've been horrible with it. I, I had a personal photographer, a video guy. I mean, it gets, it gets tough because everyone's schedules are different, and I'm not trying to, you know, like blow the bank every t- every single day. You know, even if I'm not doing an event and do that. But yeah, as far as the schedule, yeah, I definitely need to probably get more consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Going away on, for a month. Um, next week so that should be cool i'm trying to figure out how to do content there by not bringing a video person so mm. start posting a craigslist in that country yeah, you, right <laughs> yeah well, somebody will want to do it whatever Someone. you do just don't hire this guy some, yeah. yeah some crazy guy i mean the the amount of like free work that i've done throughout my life is to strengthen my resume at of course. the end of the day and yeah. i have three different resumes i could hand out to people i could do a restaurant resume yep. i could do a radio resume mm-hmm. and then i could do a graphic design resume for all different work that's done. And nobody knows what you got for what or, or if it was It doesn't free, matter. It doesn't matter, right. It's, it's like, just, what was the work done? Who'd you work with? Exactly. We that's, did Hot 97. Yep. We did A-List Radio. We did Shave 45. There like, you go. that's a strength in radio. As far as restaurants go, you work for all these notable places. And that's another topic I would like to hit on is when you're working for all these notable places, does it hurt you sometimes working for a bar that's maybe less known? So... Well, but I mean, you can always choose to leave something off your resume. So, yeah, well, that's the thing. Or, like, also, there's a lot, a lot that I do that's not on my Instagram. I mean, I'm like, this is totally going to be all over it. But there's, you know, there's times, like you said, it's a constant grind with the, with the content. So you have to, you know, you have to make a schedule and some things you don't show, some things you do. And I don't, I try not to show just my highlights. I want to see, I want people to know, like, this is like you own in the business. Like, there's been struggles and there have been great times, you know? Yeah. That makes it more, like, relatable and easy for people 100%. to, like, get into. Yeah, you need to post relatable content, right? Yeah. Right. We do a big event with, like, 1,500 people. That's all over the place. I do someone's backyard party with 20 people in it. I'm not really talking about that too yeah. much. but Right. And the way you can angle it, I think, would even – I think it's the way you angle it that you can actually put it on social media. There's a certain way that's to do it. That's a good statement. Right? This, this dude is a marketer right here. Because <laughs> that's only a statement a marketer would make, you know? Angle it. Angle it in the way that it needs to be viewed to make it look attractable, right? Right. Well, just, yeah, attractable, appealable. I make up words all the time. It works. Someone out there is like, attractable. That's a good one. If you don't question it, he says it was... You just let it go. Yeah, I know. But he kind of of flew over my head. He was was questioning when he said it. I was like, no, I can't let you get away with that. (laughs) So, but let's rewind a little bit here, right? Uh, In getting to know you here. Uh, Newham's just said that, yeah, you had a rap van. I did. How old were you when you had the rap van? I want to say I was in 11th grade. Yeah, there there was... were not guys running around with rap vans. And the only people that were were people like, you know, shouts to Camillo and, yep. you know, shouts to Heavy Hitters and shouts to all yeah. the people. Heavy Hitters is DJ crew, by yep. the way. In uh, case you didn't know. Well known, yeah. yeah. They probably didn't know. They, yeah. they probably yeah, didn't. They had no idea. You say Camillo, he's talking about DJ Camillo, DJ Enough. These are, these are big DJs that have been around for a long time. In hip hop world, so yeah, I mean, besides there was like DJ Magic, he had a car show. I did a lot, really kind of dipped into a lot of different. Like I was like a hip. My name was Little Rye at the time, so I had like a hip hop kind of vibe. I was doing strip club. It was kind of just like, all right, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> so I had to rebrand, and that's kind of where I'm today. I definitely remember seeing that Little Rye truck outside of Old Smokehouse before the renovations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. back when it was like a lunch counter. So the Little Rye truck would be right out front. Don't breeze over the truck, right? <laughs> no, the, this the, is truck the, was, the truck was great. This I, was the I, earliest. I'm wrapping it. Uh, well, this is the earliest. Wait, does it still say Little Rye on it? No, no. Right. I had to. Once I cha- First, <laughs> the picture was probably like, I don't know. Oh, it was so old. It's just, and the guy, fuck, they fucked up on the wrap. So like they messed up. The Photoshop, so it looked like I had was like a bottom of a strawberry. Like, it looked great. like I hated it, but I was like, all right. It took like three months to do. I said, all right, whatever. Let's just put it out there, and it worked. I mean, yeah, it's cool marketing, right? No, yeah, nobody was absolutely. paying attention to the photo on it as much as you think, right? Well, the left side the was better than the right side, but I had a, so yeah, it was always sides. a problem. Yeah, so I had to try to yeah see what I was parking. What angle. Back to the angles. So. 
in those earliest terms, were you just kind of emulating guys that were already doing what was perceived successful or maybe successful to that point where you said, all right, this is a good idea in marketing. Let's wrap the truck. Yeah. And I think right. that it was, it was, I mean, it was definitely a lot of money for being, you know, young and uh, not even money, a risk kind of just, okay, cool. I'm going to put my fucking face on a van and just drive everywhere and my, my office number on it and all my Instagram, I mean, it wasn't actually Instagram wasn't. At the time, it wasn't out yet. So Twitter and BBM, the BBMs used to go crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's a kind of like a vulnerable <laughs> right. thing, putting your all your information, your face, and, and driving around in a fucking van. Most of the time, I wasn't driving it. So like it'd be other people. Down a homeless guy, like, yo, you want a job? That was it, yeah. I paid him like a dollar a day, and he was, it was all good. Um, but yeah, no, it was, that was definitely one of the part of the journey that was fun it was a lot of good times so that's an that's an easy aspect in you know getting a name out there and restaurants do this too bars do it too they wrap their trucks just you're wrapping a truck right he's now he's got a wrap yeah. truck right now that's yeah. dope. taking like three months to do it. oh it's still not even done yet no. oh <laughs> at, at the end of the day he'll have it though and yeah. it'll be driving around town or parked somewhere and absorbing tickets if you right. forget to pay absorbing the, the meter uh <laughs> we have meters out here where we live <laughs> you got to pay those yeah but sure. so in, in, in branding and doing this, you said, all right, we're wrapping the truck because we have to get people to know that I'm doing this. And there's right. a number on there. Come back to me on MySpace, whatever it was at that time. Yeah. was my BBM, yep. MySpace. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then also you had a website then being built out Spent at the same time. So I guess. much money on websites. I don't know why. It's I just like I, it was just it was a thing, right? It's something about, you know, marketing and. Showing what it's <laughs> funny, right? Because uh, yeah, so I can show you the actual site, but yeah, it's fucked up. So uh, I, I, I hate that pointed, picture. I just pointed out the website we had on the big screen for him. So yeah, so obviously that's not that's like kind of like a splash page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, it's important. So for example, if someone googles my name, they look it up. What whatever they're gonna see, that's not a really a website. But I think it's important to. Um, you know, it's important to, you know, me doing this tour, I think it's important that it's, people only know what they see, right? So I'm right. in front of their face with a van, um, and now I changed my name, right? And it's so just, it's confusing. So I think if I was giving advice on like some type of marketing or branding, stay consistent. Um, and I would probably, I had to change my name just because it wasn't the vibe that I was looking for. It was almost hurting me than doing any good. That that also leads me into a, another thing I want to talk about, too, as somebody that does graphic design. I like to look at branding and logos as my dominant area. Right. So to see you evolve as somebody DJing and a public figure, uh, so to speak, too, is you shed or you shed the little wry look to have also a more modern persona, really, at the end of the day. Yep. And rebranding to something that's more current to the times. And a lot of times when I do design work, I'm trying to look ahead to see what will last longer than something that's just going to be there for a year and then say, yeah. that's just a trend. That's, that's going smart to change. That you do that. Smart that you do that because um, a lot of people don't. Um, that was just a nickname that I got, the first name. So it was kind of stuck with me. Well, I you were 10. It was 10. Right? <laughs> no, yeah. so literally, it was literally, they just called me a, I don't think I was much, I'm much bigger than I am now. So they're like, oh, little Ryan. And it kind of stuck. And then the Ryan Vandal thing, yeah, it was it's cool. It could go, you know, corporate. It can go whatever, nightclub. There's not really, I'm not putting me in a box. So And, and that's important. And yeah. not only that, but Ryan Vandal doing a show at Vandal is a riot to me. That was funny. Uh, Vandal is that a New happened? York City that, club. That was amazing. That was last year for my birthday. Nice. Did who approached who in that situation? They approached me. That's Good for great. You. Yeah, they were like, "This yeah. is gonna be a this is <laughs> yeah, gonna be a yeah, great yeah. situation. We got a DJ that was built for this place." <laughs> yeah, no, it was super, super. It was a fun time, and it was very weird because they're like, "Wait, what?" People were just hitting me up, Ryan Vandal. I, wait, I'm super confused. <laughs> so when we talk, uh, when we talk about social media and bars and restaurants getting their stuff together, as far as perception to the public and utilizing these tools that are kind of built in to generate um what's the word i'm looking for clientele just make Revenue it up streams make it, make it <laughs> just up. make it up. <laughs> is is there something that you can tell these guys that are listening that are looking to brand themselves maybe equally as well that when you guys see ryan vandal and see everything that he's put out 
you're going to say this is good stuff. This is quality. And this is maybe how we should be branding or look at branding our spots to generate more business and income. Is there something that they can do easily to just change perception? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I think we touched on being relatable. So I think that's super important. Um, And having something as simple, like for bringing up Smokehouse, that's just a simple logo. It's cool. People remember it. Um, Ryan Vandal logo. It's cool. I mean, we're talking about like a restaurant. I mean, do something simple. Don't make it too complicated for people to understand. Make them think about it. My buddy, his name is DJ4B. Just bringing it back to the DJ thing. You know how many 4Bs you see on the highway, traffic, you know, exit signs, apartment numbers? Like, that's relatable. I love them, but if I didn't like them, I'd fucking see 4B everywhere, and I'd still be like, fuck, fuck this guy. <laughs> but it, that's the homie. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's kind of in your face no matter what. It was a very smart move on his part. Are we to the point where we're shedding DJ from guys' names and just going with guys' names? It's good and it's bad because... It's um, good as a search term, but it's yeah. terrible but as people like, don't like... If you didn't say I was a DJ, I don't think people would know. If you go through my phone and you go straight to the D and J after... It's a ridiculous list I, and it aggravates me. I Yours actually want to show you. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Touching on that, I think that... You, yeah, you could, you could scroll for that's a probably, second. That's like the same yep. for uh, each profession because my phone's listed with like chef. So it's like chef Ethan, chef Josh, chef blah, blah, <laughs> yeah. blah, you know? And, and that's also a signifier of, you know, what realm you live in at yeah. the end of the day too. Just as your say... Owner Chad, owner John, <laughs> server this is by, by restaurants, uh, so it's a little easier. Uh, I, I used fair. to work. I used to work for a guy that would look for female bartenders, obviously, to come behind the bar. And he would write female bartender. <laughs> no, <laughs> he concept. would not. He would put the name, and then he would put exclamation points. And the number of exclamation points that were after the name were how much he needs to get this girl behind the bar. Oh my God. <laughs> Everybody has their little tips and tricks. Shout out to um, Ryan Leslie. That's my boy. He has this whole kind of super phone app that is basically to connect with your fans. Like, so you can have a bunch of Instagram, Twitter followers, Facebook, whatever. If that went away tomorrow, say for a restaurant, if you can't text these people, you don't have their numbers, how are you going to reach them? So that's important. So going back to the whole kind of DJ thing, chef thing, I think you need to know, you know, who you want to work with and who's, as far as your clients, as far as people that your vendors, your suppliers, whatever. Keeping a really cool contact uh, book and list of, you need to talk to, he says, thirty people a day. Um, but it really depends. Yeah, you need to keep in keep in the know and be in the know of what people's doing, even though it's hard because we're in twenty twenty where like every second something new comes out. It's right? Like, yeah. Talking to 30 people a day. I talk is... to 30 people by noon. Well, they're, well, excuse they're me, usually Mr. Restaurant they're, talking, they're talking to him. Yeah. Well, they're <laughs> calling him to get the bills paid. Yeah. yeah. Owner problems. <laughs> uh, but in talking to 30 people a day, that's kind of just opening yourself up to create new business, essentially, right? Or bounce off of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just kind of, you know, you should be talking to people that you uh, want to do business with and you're friends with and. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important, the, the community that you're in. I mean, in anything, I, you know, you talk to a bunch of people, you have friends in airlines, friends in construction, friends in whatever. So associate yourself with, in the right areas. Yeah, why not? People should be helping each other, it I would, think. It would be funny at A-List when one of the shows would bring in a guest that was in town, and then the next morning I'd wake up and go to Angela Yee's show on yeah. Sirius. Uh-huh. And the guest would walk in, and he'd be like, oh, Jay, what's up? And, I, <laughs> and Angela would be like... Why do you know our intern? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were just hanging out yesterday at the other radio station. That's it. Uh, But it's it's important to surround yourself around the people that you need to be working with. And Anums, I'm sure you send out messages to other chefs and be like, check what I just made. No, I don't do that. Did you not hear him talk to 30 people a day? This is important. I mean, maybe I'm working on it. Does it count if you post a picture and 30 people look at it? I mean, I do that. Yeah. But I don't, like, send pictures off to I mean, it, it also, More like, sincere. it doesn't matter how many people, like, your photo or interaction. It's actually who actually does something about it. Right. That's why I think the followers and likes are kind of, doesn't it's really, it's, it looks all just like a smoke and mirror type of thing. You know, they have to, people have to ask for it with the cell phone, you know, just touching on it because it's easier. I could, we were texting, like, one, two, three, you right. know? We were talking about that earlier. It's so more about engagement than anything else. Yeah, yeah and, and, and uh, it shouldn't be a, you know, it's a quality, quality, sorry. 
quality over quantity type of deal, you know? Yeah. So you get somebody to react, whether it's coming into the restaurant and react to food or on Instagram and share it with somebody, or if they see you at a party and they decide, you know what, I'm going to take a video of this guy and send it to all my friends. That's, that's the quality part. Yeah. 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 That's, that's you you did something to make them react. Well, you see it. Someone was there. They saw me DJ. Then they were friends with you. Then they were posted it or something. It's called the tumbleweeding effect. That's it. It's very important. Yeah. How how much are you now out marketing like yourself in the sense of going to jobs, trying to get a job or are you more getting requests in? Um, So I think there's a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm the one, I'm not the one to say like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm really behind it full force. You know, it may not look like it, like, cause I'm always out DJing, but I'm definitely um, front and center when it comes to trying to find the right brands you want to work with or the marketing or sending out hundreds of emails a day. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Well, I hope so. You have all day to do it. I mean, you're working <laughs> at night. That's it. That and, uh, <laughs> then it comes into the segue of, you know, owning a business, being a DJ and also being a dad, a single dad. So that in itself is, I guess, is a, is a balance. Um, so dealing with that is pretty cool. Now, so put yourself back in, I guess, 18 to 22-year-old rise shoes. I was upset, for sure. Well, well it's like okay. you're trying to get the gigs. Well, I was always... Always pushing, I was always pushing to do more. Like I had you these should. stupid little goals in my head. It's like, all right, by 19, I'm going to do this. By 20 or by 21. But, like, it didn't happen. I think it, it was never a clear It was never a clear goal. Yeah, but shoot for the stars and land in the moon. You're right. You're close, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I feel that heavily. But in that point, too, you're saying, all right, I need more bar gigs, maybe, because that's how money comes in. Right. And how do you go about, and we're speaking to everyone out here that might be pulling on DJs or whatnot. How do you go about getting that business? Um, well, I think music plays a, a big part in you know, restaurants and bars and nightclubs as a whole. So I think telling those people, you know, and you're actually adding value. So depending on what they want to do at the night, I don't know whether they're selling, you know, making a lot of money at the bar, there's a good DJ and that person's coming in and, you know, bringing people. Um, but I think that helps. I think adding value and kind of telling them, hey, like this is, Music kind of makes everything go around, puts people in a better mood, uh, depending on what you're playing and when you're playing it. The good, a, a good music curator can really like make the night go. So, how do I? Sorry, I'm giving you these long-winded answers. I <laughs> no, feel, you should be giving us these I, long-winded answers. I feel we like, got time. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I just think that it's uh, it's important to kind of like say this is the value that I can give you. So, how do you quantify that value to a bar owner or a restaurant owner? Because I know everybody that walks in and says, I can do this at your place. You know, we've done a couple live, like we've had live music, right. guys playing. And they're always like, I can come in and, you know, we can make a good night out of it. And I'm always like, no, no, no I'm going to have a good night, whether you're there or not. You yeah. want me to pay you, you know, right. to, to play. And you're telling me that that's going to add value. So how do you quantify that? Because I've always struggled well, with it. Like, how do I know? I, th- I think the term add value is a bad, way, a bad term to use because that's kind of what a lot of people like to say. Right. You get emails, people are like, I can add I, yeah, value. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's a bad fu- task. Like, yeah, like yeah. fuck off, you know, block. <laughs> but um, asking questions, right? Ryan's got a bunch more to talk about with us about how to get those gigs and the impact and strategies used while DJing to keep the crowd moving. Make sure you subscribe on your platform to the show so part two pops up in your new releases section soon. <laughs> Quarters in full effect. Judge J residing in the case of waiting on fries against the Yelp viewers of America. Prosecuting attorneys are a new Bandel and Justin Zato. Order, order, order. We came in for lunch for a friend's birthday for a Saturday brunch. Unfortunately, our experience with the service was very disappointing. The food was delicious and moderately priced for what you're getting. I'm giving three stars because of the service. Our server, along with a few other servers, were all sharing chicken wings by the bar, licking their fingers, and then bringing us drinks and food over. Two of us work in the restaurant food industry and know how to manage a restaurant. Letting your customers watch you licking fingers and serve food is a no-no. It took about 20 minutes for our server to come to come take our order, and when he did, he came over and said, is there anything else I can get you? We were confused because he never even began to take our order yet. Through our meal, no one checked on us, and I had to get up to the bar when they were eating their wings to get the table water. Not once did our server come over and ask us if we needed anything. Our minds were blown by how poor the service was. 
that's kind of a, a rough review. I mean, if that's actually the way it went down, that's kind of poor. I feel like that's probably the way it went down. I, I have an issue, and as I always learned, you never eat behind the bar. And I know this isn't behind the bar, this is in this corner, but it's a corner nonetheless in front of all the guests. The reason why casinos don't have clocks is because they don't want you to remember what time it is. That way same you spend more money there. Same windows and whatnot. Yeah. So the same thing applies to sitting in a restaurant. The people that are handling your food, you don't want to watch them sitting there grubbing out, getting their fingers dirty, licking their fingers, yeah, and that, doing all these nasty things. That specifically is just very nasty. <laughs> Completely. I, I mean, even – I've said this before. I'll go as far as to not use – a urinal in our bathrooms because we don't have a separate bathroom for employees. I won't use a urinal. I'll go into a private room so I don't have to remind people that we're all human and we do the same things. By private room, he means a stall. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> to, to me, it's a private room. Wait, you're going into the private dining room and just pissing all over the place? <laughs> no, but it, this is this is essentially the thing is that it was all in people's faces in plain view where they were able to see somebody eating these things, yeah. licking their fingers. I don't even order something I use my hands on. I use a knife and a fork for whatever I'm going to order just so I don't have to have people behind the bar seeing that I'm using my hands. I thought you just said you never eat behind the bar. Well, I'm forced to in one of the places that I work. Just don't eat. You're almost correct, but I don't want to starve. So Eat before you get to work. So here's, Thanks, here's, a, here's the thing, right? You're correct. It's not sanitary. No one wants to see your hands. Your hands all over the place. You got to wash your hands. No one wants to see the person serving them eat. But it's really comes down to a sub, more of a subconscious thing. The reason why people go out to eat, other than going out for an experience or like a great meal, but the other reason why is it is a convenience. Mm-hmm. You don't want to cook for yourself. You don't want to wash the dishes yourself. You don't want to have to do any of that stuff. If you are put in a scenario where now it looks like you're inconveniencing somebody to come take care of you, then that's, it's just not going to feel right. And if you're sitting there at the bar and the guest sees you eating and then you, oh, hold on, let me just wipe all that's my hands and stuff. That's very true, and I've never thought about and it like I come that. Out, that's and now you're in, you are inconveniencing true. someone yeah. else to come get your stuff that you're paying premium price for. That's like the same thing if you walk into an empty bar and there's someone sitting at the counter who clearly works there eating lunch. You you're might right. just turn around and walk away. Right. Yeah. And they have to get up and put their stuff down. Yeah. Like, oh, you know. Eat your lunch. I'll go Even if else. you don't actually care, yep. subconsciously you're gonna care that you interrupted someone for your own needs. Yeah, and that's the feeling that you don't want to create. Yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Go go back to your meal. But after that, that can I please get a water because I'm thirsty? No, he's correct though. He's I learned, I learned something in 20 years. I and to add to that too, recently I have a barback that doesn't really have a lot of barback experience. I wish I was the guy that was training him, but I'm not the person of say in this one place that I work at. And oftentimes he'll order barbecue wings. And I'm just like, yo, what are you doing ordering barbecue wings behind the bar, licking your fingers and doing this? Do I have to show you the Yelp review from, you know, the last show that we just did? Jay, you know what you, you, you missed a great opportunity. You know what you could have done? Hand him a pair of rubber gloves. Just told him to be on his way. And you that, were- and that's how you bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> it's called going full circle. <laughs> I love it. We, we, we have to do better. We have to think ahead and we have to think about what the other people uh, are expecting and looking at and seeing from their point of view and not necessarily, I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. Yeah. Eat with a fork and knife. Like a civilized Except person. Or, or you know what you can do. Don't try you to dare in, eat your wings a, with a fork and knife. Don't you dare. I'll agree with that. But just try to implement a, uh, a staff meal at your restaurant, you know, so you guys all sit down and eat together. I'm not implementing shit. I'm not the voice there to implement anything. <laughs> New guy, new guy on totem pole. They want okay. no part of my conversation. I guess we should check our voicemail. Hey, you've reached waiting on Fry. Send us your voicemail. You have one new message. Sin Jay, what's going on, boys? It's uh, Josh here. I'm calling in for waiting on Fry. Pretty stoked right now, not going to lie. Uh, so I wanted to talk about uh, an issue that's pretty rampant in our industry, you know, whether... You're uh, a cook, a chef, you know, you could be a restaurant owner, you could be a bartender. Uh, all throughout the restaurant industry, you could see uh, how important it is for people to really take care of themselves, you know. And uh, for, for my biggest thing, you know, I've never really had too many issues with mental health. But um, we're all, we all work probably 12, 13 hours a day, five, six days a week. And 
it can be very overwhelming, especially to cook straight out of culinary school or, or people just trying to find their way. I can sort of relate in a lot of senses. However, I also don't relate. But I see this all the time show up on the forums or the groups where people are saying, how do you deal with all of the stress that, you know, being in a restaurant puts on? And I can understand it maybe at the end of a long night where you've been listening to loud music all day and trying to read people's lips because you can't hear them scream what kind of drink they would like to have. And it's a lot to take in on the brain. I don't even listen to music when I'm on the way home. I sit in silence. So, like, I could get what what they're talking about. I can understand the mental fatigue aspect of it. I mean... I think you might have been exaggerating a little bit saying that they're in the wrong career. No, I, I am, because like, it's you, you I get, get the same You get thing. the need to, like, have a bit of an outlet and not want to go over your day in such detail because you just lived it, you know what I mean? So, like, for me, it's I go to the gym at the end of the night after work, and that's just how I deal with my day. You know, I feel good after that, and I feel good in the morning when I wake up. I'm ready to tackle the next day. And I think, um, like Jorge, we had him on. I'm sure his MMA helps deal with yeah. the stress yeah, and the tension sure. that – uh he, he deals with, you know what I mean? No, it's actually tough because that's the exact situation, especially in our industry, where dudes get into trouble. Yeah. And you'd rather do something like go to the gym or MMA. You'd or, rather have a positive outlet for all you this know, like, I like stress to shoot and baskets, tension. Like exactly. when I go to the gym, but there's some people that go we'll take to, it the opposite way. Go and the just, opposite way. And just and, start you know, drinking you, or something like that. Something like that. So you don't right. dribble with no ball. But, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't think that was relevant. Oh. Yeah, you're not. What was that term? It's uh, nerp. Moving without the ball. Yeah, yeah, narp. <laughs> narp. Uh, and working in nightlife, I've seen so many people get broken down and broken apart as like youth coming in to be in these types of atmospheres where it's like they're borderline twenty-one, right? And it's the first time they've seen all this action before. And they get so pulled into like the lights, the DJ, is the he life single? Of it all. Yeah. And having all these drinks, and all of a sudden you just foresee like a downward spiral start to happen. And like part of me wants to just like grab shirt colors and be put like, on my cape and just out. be like, slow down. Yep. You know, you, you can't absorb this that fast like this. I think it's it's hard. You got to have a thick 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 uh, what is it? Thick shell or thick, thick skull? Skin. Thick skin, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you have to have a thick, thick skin to work in the business. We we take in a lot. Uh, as a young server, I remember getting scolded by some woman at a table uh, for not knowing something, oh, and I was just like, "That happens." <laughs> and I was young to the point where I was like almost like embarrassed. Now I would reverse the tables real quick because it's it's a different story. But and, uh, not on a guest. Not on a guest. It depends on where we're going and where we work. Well, Never on I mean, a guest. But I've also been behind the bar first night where guys were like oh this is gonna be a great night and i look up in front of my well and there's just girls dancing with no panties in front of my well and i'm like well there is definitely going to be a lot to take in on this nightlife that we live i mean we sell well, sex here i was about to say right. jay sells Yo, sex he works he works in different environments than the rest of us i don't know where yeah. it is that he's working or what none, it is that he's doing but jay sells that, sex shout out to ever, the girl in the skirt none, none of that's ever happened in any of my environments yeah. but you know, whatever. If that's your thing. That's yeah. You brock it. I've definitely worked a few expo shifts though where I've been asked like thirty five questions in ten seconds. Yep. And all of the questions are yep. ones that people could have figured out by themselves. <laughs> but it's like immediately they see me and it's just like I don't have to figure this out myself. I'm just gonna ask, Hey, should I go to the bathroom now or not? I have to pee. <laughs> yeah, go to the Go to the bathroom. That's Stop right. asking me to go to the bathroom. Just go to the bathroom. Perfect example of that exact situation. Last night we were working, um, I don't know, it was like 8.30, so mid, mid like high point of uh, dinner service. Jorge is on the line next to me. He's speaking to the servers about some sort of issue that was going on with some table's plate of food. And I asked him for a rundown on all the first course items that my fish entrepreneur needs to hand up. And I said, Chef, could I get a rundown on all the snacks Alice needs to pass up? <laughs> His first answer not right now. <laughs> 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 and I was like, okay. So then I needed this I needed this information. So I go to somebody else who's sitting there looking at all the tickets so I get the information. We get it. We figured it out. We're good. And like two minutes later, Hori is like, what did you ask? <laughs> what did you ask? You kind of wake up from it. Yeah. I'm the same way. I turn into such a jerk. Yeah. Like I'm back there and they're just asking questions and I'm like, 
No, no, no. <laughs> there's a, there's and a you lot don't of, mean to be a dick about it, but like you just got to get it out of the way right now. There's a lot of guys I've worked beside also that when we get out at the end of the night, keep in mind we're in New York, so the bars close at 4 a.m. We get out and get home by like 5 if you live in close proximity. Some guys drive an hour to where they work, which is insane to me. But by the time they get home, they're like, I can't go to sleep. Like, yep. I'm I'm wired. All wired all night. Yeah, that's why I take the trip to the gym. To, I've yeah. tried to put myself into the box where if I'm getting home on a late night like that, I'm putting my phone on the other side of the room. I'm showering. I'm turning all the lights off. I'm going straight into the bed and forcing it upon myself to just pass out and get my Z's in. Otherwise, next thing you know, you're waking up at 3 p.m. the next day. Yep. Like, oh, ready for my morning. Let me, let me get my 3 p.m. coffee so I get all my Starbucks rewards on the, the late coffee end. Some, sometimes you, you just end up staring at the ceiling for an hour, though. Yeah. Thinking about all the stuff that's got to go. That is a problem. You ever, you ever be, like, at someone's throat? Like the whole entire shift, and then it's over, and everybody clocks out, and you're best friends again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always. We would celebrate with a shot of Jameson at the end of the bar. Well, and you're like waiting for them so you can walk out together and head to the bar. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. Good talk. See you out there. That's my line. Good talk. <laughs> but good we talk. got we got to go. So good talk. See you out there. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, smash that like and subscribe button because you know algorithms.